This week on the Distraction Pieces podcast, we have a two-part homelessness special, um, and we've got a sponsor specifically for it, and it's Lisa Mattresses, and obviously we have sponsors every week, but with this one in particular, Lisa have been hugely supportive and have been a driving force behind doing this this podcast, um, highlighting homelessness, because it's something that they're big supporters of aiding, of, of, of helping. They have their 110 campaign, where for every 10 mattresses sold, they donate a mattress to a charity, one of which, as comes up in the podcast, was is Mustard Tree in Manchester, who we're talking to. Um, they've donated in, in, in London, in, Sh- in Sheffield, in Denver, in C- C- Seattle, and all over the place. So, yeah, I, I recommend if you get a chance, go in t- to lisa.co.uk. That's L-E-E-S-A dot co.uk. And looking in at their, at their 110 campaign and all they do, they also have their... Uh, a Lisa Legacy Award, which was set up by Lisa Mattresses and charity CEO um, of Sleep Out UK. And it's just to celebrate individuals who go above and beyond to help their communities. So, again, it's that continued support of good causes and very much, as said, a driving force behind this podcast. Obviously, all the usual things, you can buy a Lisa mattress and you'll get um, a full refund if you're not uh, uh, happy with it within 100 days and they'll collect it and also you can get 80 pounds off from listening to this podcast so even if you get your eight pounds off it will still go towards the 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 10 that go towards a donated one so panic not yeah if you go to lisa.co.uk l-e-e-s-a.co.uk slash distraction pieces and enter the code distraction 80 then you'll get your 80 pound off so um yeah check, check check that out but more importantly big love and 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 thanks to to Lisa for supporting both of these two parters um, and generally continuing to help their communities and 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 the world. Um, thank you very much. On with the podcast. Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is the Distraction Pieces podcast, episode one hundred and thirty-five, and it is a special one. So I thank you all for tuning in, and I hope you enjoy it. I wanted to do a homelessness special. Part two of this, this is part one. Part two is with a group called Haircuts for Homeless. And it was started up by a guy called Stuart Roberts, who I've known for many years. He used to cut my mum's hair. He used to come to the house and cut her hair like when I was a kid. So I've known him for a long time. And when I did the book tour last year, I ended the book tour in, in Stamford Library. And I didn't I didn't record all of the kind of... I did kind of live podcasts at each one. And I didn't record them, but Stuart was someone who was there and I got him up and we chatted about it. And from from then onwards, I was like, I want to do a podcast with Stuart, but I'd want to do one that's talking to a few different homeless organisations. Um, so I'd been planning it. And then I saw a lot of stuff over Christmas about homelessness, some amazing people doing some amazing work. And in fact, I heard about... The focus of this episode, uh, Mustard Tree, I heard about them when Holly Piers, who's someone I follow on Instagram, um, was doing a thing where her and a few of her friends were sleeping rough for a night in Manchester in December in like the coldest weather to raise money for, for, for Mustard Tree. So again, I, I saw a lot of that over Christmas and then it's a stupid thing. I was, <laughs> I had, I went to the football with my dad on Boxing Day, and I had a few different things post-Christmas, and we kept saying, man, it's getting colder and colder, isn't it? Oh, it's getting colder, and January's meant to be even worse than December, and February's 
are looking like it could be worse than January. And it kind of struck me that that's kind of the perfect time to do a special on homelessness because I think the the mystique of Christmas gives us a moment to to focus on these these problems and these issues and the problems that that, uh, that need addressing and the people that need help. And then we switch off of it a little bit. Whereas the worst time of the year probably to be homeless is just after Christmas and in January and February. I mean, there's no, let's make no mistake, there's probably no good time of year to be homeless, um, particularly in this freezing-ass country. But yeah, that's why this came about, and it turned into a two-part special. Um, Elisa Mattresses, who I've mentioned in the sponsor at the start, approached, and they were dope. They were like, look, we'll you don't need any other sponsors, like we'll sponsor this whole this whole special and we'll really get behind it and, and, and push it. And that was awesome. So that's kind of how this came about. And this is part one. Part two is going to be up at the same time. There's not going to be this kind of the wait after and they were drunk casts. This is simply in two parts to divide it up because it will be too long otherwise. So yeah, th- this one is with Mustard Tree. I hit them up. And it was perfect because I emailed them because I'd, I said I'd heard about the good work that, that they're doing. When I started to look into it, they were just doing work on so many levels. And I loved how there wasn't any competition. Again, I've spoken before on the podcast about some of the issues I have with the way a lot of modern charities are run. And one of the issues is it can be a competition, a business competition. That's not the case with Mustard Tree. They 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 regularly and actively recommend other organisations. In this podcast, they talk about five or six other organisations in the area that they feel are helpful and beneficial. So, yeah, um, I emailed them and Soraya, who, who came on this, got back to me. And I, I lucked out because they are fans of the podcast and were a fan of the, of the refugee special and of the a human trafficking special I did um, in the past. So it was a perfect combination. It meant that we could organise this really easily and have a good chat. And my original plan was just to talk to Soraya and hear hear the story of what the organisation does. And then two days before, she hit me up with an email and said, look, one of the guys who's worked for us but also came through our service has said he'd be happy to talk and uh, and share his story, and that was obviously an amazing honour to have that that story sh- shared. And yeah, an amazing ad- addition to this story. It's not a load of people who've never been through that sitting around and going, "Oh, here's what we can do. Here's how we can help people." It's 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 people who've been there and 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 talking about the good that can be done and the good that is done. So yeah, I hope you enjoy this one. There will obviously be links and everything to how you can donate should you see fit but we'll get onto that that later this is about sharing some stories of some people doing some amazing work and some people uh turning their lives around in amazing ways so on with part one of the podcast to go now it's working Yay. got it rolling um i'm in manchester 
um, at, at Mustard Tree, and I'm joined by Soraya, who, who, who works for Mustard Tree, and Anthony, who's, who's, who's been through Freedom. here and yeah. kind of and come out the other side yeah. gl- gl- gloriously. And we're here to kind of, of discuss it all. It's, it's a tough one because the first co- question would normally be, so what do you do here? But that's far too broad yeah. a question for, for, for Mustard Tree. What, my initial reaction, I, I, I heard about it, um, I saw a girl called Holly uh, Piers who, who, was, um, who did a sleep in on the street to, to, to raise money. And um, I looked into it more and my initial thing was, right, so they're kind of all ports of call from starting off on the street to, to getting back into, into society. And then I looked and it's more than that. It's ahead of that. It's, it's prevention of, of ending up on the streets. And that's the bit that fascinated me because I think everyone has at some point I walked along and seen a homeless person and thought, how, did, how does it get to that? How does it get to that point? And that's kind of what's exciting about this is it's identifying how it gets to that point and trying to give help and, and stop that. So, yeah, t- tell me a little bit about Mustard Tree, I guess, as, a, as an organisation. Yeah, so I think it's probably good for you to know how we started, so yeah. in terms of our roots. Um, so it was about 1994, um, a couple called Dave and Shona Smith, yeah. they were, I believe, walking home from church one evening and they saw um, a rough sleeper um, sleeping on the streets of Manchester. Mm-hmm. So they went home, made some food, um, went back over to that person, sat down on that curb and talked to them about the, his situation and yeah. gave him some food. So from um, the inception of Mustard Tree, it yeah. was very much about giving a hand out to people yeah. as well as giving a hand up. Yeah. Um, so that's been instilled in our values and what we do to this day. Yeah. Um, so if we kind of fast forward uh, 20 odd years, yeah. Mustard Tree is kind of, there's, there's a lot that we do. So our vision is for Greater Manchester, where everyone has the opportunity to be a connected, valued and contributing member of society. Yeah, sure. So we kind of do this um, in three ways. Um, the first is by offering provision. So this is where we give emergency food, clothing and furniture to people that are in need. Mm-hmm. Um, so say, for instance, in terms of homelessness, that's quite broad. Yeah, completely. And it's, it's, it's something that's misinterpreted and the, the outsider can get weirdly and subconsciously snobby about it. Go, well, so, so are they sleeping on the street? Yeah. Like, there's a very broad range of homelessness of, of sleeping rough to mm-hmm. couch surfing to... Yep accommodation and things exactly like that, you know? exactly that so homelessness if you were to say what does homelessness mean to you mm. most people um will and have said to me oh it's someone that's living on the street but that's not necessarily the yeah. case so it's people that are um sofa surfing people that are living in hostels and bed and breakfasts um so that we kind of call them the hidden homeless because yeah. they are not on the streets and kind of in in your face but yeah. they are there yeah um so a and lot they're equally struggling oh, for yeah to turn your life around in any way and even just for food, for for getting through day to day. Exactly, yes, yeah. So say if a a rough sleeper came into Mustard Tree, we would try our best to support them, but there's lots of organisations in Manchester that do their bit. So there's a fantastic organisation called uh, the Booth Centre and they're just a few minutes away from us. So um, we would suggest that that rough sleeper goes to the Booth Centre um, to get some immediate assistance. So that's in terms of 
getting a hot shower, mm. getting a good meal. And then they've got advice clinics in the morning where they can offer advice and accommodation yeah. and how to help that person get out of that situation. Yeah, that's fantastic. You often see people that go to the booth center come to us maybe 12 months down the line, maybe 18. Mm -hmm. And there's quite a clear journey. Um, so that's why we don't claim to do absolutely everything because you need to do what you're, what you're good at. Completely. But again, it's, 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 it's what I like is, and in, in, in this whole area, it seems, is a lack of competitiveness between people offering help, which in certain charitable areas there can be. The thing I liked about going on the website and stuff was it was saying, I'll go here as well. Mm -hmm. Oh, and look at this. Yep. Like, this could help you. And if we can't help you with this, you should go over here. Kind of really making that connection and making a chain around uh, uh, Manchester specifically in, in this situation of, of all the places that you can get help because... Again, it's it's not a one-off overnight journey no. to live in a rough, like wherever it's sleeping tree. But equally, it's not a one-stop to turn it round. No, That's it's right. not a case of I oh, will sort it out for you. you there's going to be multiple solutions. There's going to be the stabilisation of, of of simple things like warm food and somewhere to eat. And yep. then there's going to be, as you said, it could be counselling. It could be. Um, assistance in, in, in areas of work and training and things like that that can make a massive difference, right? A hundred percent. And um, it's we work very much in partnership yeah. with local agencies, with businesses, with individuals and community groups because we can't do this alone. Yeah. Um, and that's why it's very important to stay connected to society um, so everyone can give that helping hand. Sure, yeah, definitely, yeah. To keep connected with people, yeah, you know, keep you going. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. that's what I liked when looking around here as well was seeing the range of different things offered in the the fitness, in 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 the arts, yeah. and all all sorts of things like that. And it's stuff that it's so easy to just take for granted. Yeah. But a fitness for one, I'm a big believer in that being a great help mentally as as well as physically. Mm -hmm. And again, in interacting when oh, oh when I had um a refugee called a Ramelon for a, a British a Red Cross specially a year or so ago. She came from the Democratic Republic of Congo and had lived through civil war and seen mm. much of her family killed in front of her and then fled and come all the way over here. But she said the thing that was hardest for her was the brief time in this country when she was homeless. Yeah. She said she became invisible. She said in, in, in a weird way, even though in a civil war, you're being seen as the enemy and scum. You're being seen as something. You, you've, you've, you've got, got an some identity, context. You've got yeah, an identity. Even Whereas though it's strange. When she was homeless here, she wasn't anything. She was. People would look past her or look through her. And it, it means that simple thing of sitting down with someone and eating, for yep. example, is a massive deal. Or engaging in exercise or yeah. art classes and talking. It's breaking it's massive, that barrier right? down, yeah. really. And I think often people will ask me, what do I do if I speak, if I see a rough sleeper on the street and yeah. should I give them money? Should I, should I give them something? And I say more often than not, all they want is some dignity back. Yeah. Look at them in the eye, talk to yeah. them, smile at them. And I mean, it often takes me a lot longer to get home these days because I will try and talk to people that yeah. I can see are having a difficult time. Yeah. And it's not about me giving them something physical, but it's about me giving them an ear and to tell them about Mustard Tree, to tell them about the Booth Centre and about other organisations that might be able to help yeah. them. And whilst I might I might not be able to give them something physical, I can at least give them my 
my my yeah my ear and get getting them to helping them in some way and again it, it helps you you realize that it's again it sounds stupid but it's individuals yes that there's often these stupid fear things of oh you shouldn't give homeless people money because it will fund a drug habit or you shouldn't do this or do that it's like home homeless people aren't one creature no it's a, a, a multitude of individuals with individual ca- cases and, and situations and it's easy for us to, to to label and assume it's a one rule for all mm-hmm. or whatever else, but some people will benefit from being given m- 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 money. Some people, if they're if they're going to spend that money badly, then that's something that needs help with as well. Mm-hmm. That's not to say, oh, we'll starve them then. No, Do you know no. what I mean? It's it's it's, 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 it's such... a hideous thought, but it's that it's that weird fear that we put in people of, oh, you're not meant to do this or you are meant to do that. Yeah. Well, it's individual cases and, yeah. s- and situations. The first time I had a transgender guest on, mm-hmm. I was asking her so many questions and she had to sit, kind of say to me, it's like, I can only speak for myself. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's like, we're not one creature. No, we're not all like, the same. Some people will be offended by this. Some people will yeah. feel this, some will feel that. And again, it was such an obvious thing that I just hadn't thought of. I was like, oh, I'll ask you about trans yeah. stuff, how everyone feels. Could have like, the answer to everything. As if someone coming up to me and asking how everyone with a beard feels or everyone <laughs> yeah. who's tall feels. Yeah. It's like, no, you wouldn't. You wouldn't do that. No, then there's a lot. There's a lot of stigmatization um, around homelessness, and people put everyone in a box. Yeah. Um, and again, often people ask me, "So why why does someone become homeless? How does it happen?" And it's not one size fits all. There's so many complex issues and needs that people have that it could be that someone had a relationship breakdown, yeah. and that caused them to be homeless, and then maybe um, that person went on to to, to drink. But there's another person that might have had a relationship breakdown. That person wouldn't go on to yeah. on to drink. I mean, from Anthony, I mean, how? Mine was, how did it yeah, what was, mine was yeah. my first marriage breakdown through drugs, mm-hmm. uh, violence in the house from both sides. Mm-hmm. Kids was involved. Um, with me getting an injunction from the police, I couldn't go go back. Mm-hmm. So that's how my, I started to be homeless, staying on people's couches. They got stuff from it. Then I started sleeping rough, mm-hmm. staying in buildings, staying in town, just walking around town, and then. Um, going to a doctor it took a long time for me to get through to my doctor that I had a problem and I, and I, and I tried to sort my life out for 12 years before I even come here mm-hmm. um, but yeah mine was a marriage breakdown mm-hmm. and, yeah, and, and, and there's, there's, there's there's so many restrictions along the way to getting any help right in, it, it, in that situation there's there's only a certain amount your friends will do to put you up well so I couldn't go to the council because it was in arrears so yeah. they didn't want to know um, I tried going to, uh, used to be a place in Hardwick Green, it's closed down now, um, uh, you had to go to the town hall and they uh, assessed you from there mm-hmm. and because there was violence going on between me and my wife, my first wife, they wouldn't accept me mm-hmm. and it was only how I got into the Parkland was through word of mouth, somebody who was sleeping rough with, um, said to me, listen I've got a room at the Parkland, um, I might be able to get you in there, cool and that's how I got there, that was like 10 years ago. Wow. Um, I went there and I blagged it. I just said, oh, um, my worker sent me down because I was on a methadone script. My worker sent me down and Joe wasn't there. My wife, she was my key worker. Right. Um, and they, they gave me a room, room seven. And that was it. And uh, um, from there, you, you'd assign a key worker. And Joan was my key worker. Uh, she asked me what I wanted to do. I wanted to come off drugs. I wanted to try and get my life back. I wanted to get a job. And she just worked with me. Got me into detox. Yeah. Um, from detox went to a place called ADS ADS got me involved with you guys you guys got me my life back <laughs> yeah 
it was a long road, but and I'm still working it now, and I'm still fighting addiction now. Where um, um, I don't really think about it much, but I still get little cravings. It's there, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. it'll never leave yeah. me. Yeah. Um, but each yeah, time, each day, it gets better. It's that constant battle. The thing that's, that strikes me the most is there could be so many restrictions or clauses or paperwork put up without suggesting of what the next solution is. Saying you can't come here because you've got a history of, of violence in a domestic situation. Yeah, that's that's under, that's fair. Yeah. Like it's, a, a service would have a right to say that you've got a black mark on you in 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 that sense, but. So what's the solution? Mm. I, I, I can't come here. Okay, I understand that. But where, where, can where I go do, from here, yeah. do I go? Where's the hope for me? Are you saying that because I had this one indiscretion or this one bad thing in my past that I can can never m- move on from that? That's not how a society should work no. or function, right? And I think that's what makes Mustard Tree different is that yeah. we give two chances, three chances, four chances. Yeah. In some instances, we've given people 15 chances. Yeah. Yeah. And another organisation or another person might say, you've given them enough chances, Soraya, they, they need to learn their yeah. lesson. And it's yeah. like, oh, when people get to that breakthrough, sometimes they do need 20 chances. Yeah. And it's being there consistently, being there for that person. Yeah. And I think that's what we, we pride ourselves in, in, in doing. Sometimes we might have to say to someone, you know what, you might need a bit of a break from, from mustard tree for a while. Let's take a step back. But we haven't had to do that many times. Yeah. And we, we are there for people for, to give them that, that extra support. Yeah, completely. And, and again, it's, it's not as, as cut and dry as you get four tries. No, and then that's it. No. Again, just, I'm sure speaking on addiction, you, it may be, your hundredth time of trying to give up oh, that you God, managed yeah. to give up. You can't go, I tried twice, so that's, that's it. that. Well, yeah. It's like, no, you have to keep having that chance over and over again, and at some point, hopefully, it will click. Uh, yeah, it does. It clear. falls into place, yeah. yeah. And like you say, um, when I was still at the mustard tree, um, many a time I should have come into work, and I didn't. I was sat around the corner on the canal drinking, Yeah. Um, and then I'd go home and I'd feel guilty then. So yeah. I'd come in the day after and I'd talk to Jez and tell Jez, well, don't worry about it, you know. Um, you have lapses and you have relapses. And like you say, one day it just clicks and you think, yeah. that's it. And then know? the beauty of, 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 of that is I've, I've had a few different people on with um, painkiller addictions to alcohol addictions to all sorts. And the kind of beauty there is where you are now is that it's there, the, the, there will always be that temptation. There will always be that pull, but, you've got more to hold on to because yeah. you can say, well, I'm four, I'm four years. Yeah. You know, if I, if I have that drink now, I'm, yeah. I'm wasting everything I've done for this last four years, which, you know I mean? It makes it a, a, a bigger thing. So that one, that moment it did break through, yeah. it projects you on then, right? Yeah. I think it's about having the support network as well. <laughs> yeah. Often when people come here, they haven't got the support network that I might have with my family yeah. or friends. Yeah. And that's what we, we offer. And it's, I, I always say to, um, so I, we, we um, run a program called the freedom project. Mm-hmm. So that's for people that have a background in homelessness, addiction, mental yeah. health issues, offending. And the program is designed to give people work experience and also increase their kind of resilience to life and their confidence and stability. Yeah. Um, and I often, when I, I used to coordinate the Freedom Project many years ago, and it's always about what you will get out, what you put in. Yeah, yeah And sure. we will be here for you and we will support you. We will also challenge you in a positive way. Yeah, um, but 
that we need to work together for you to come out of your current situation. Yeah. And that's by throwing yourself into work experience and into all the programs that we have. Yeah. Um, because it does, it does help. Yeah. hundred percent. And, and again, it's, it's an understanding as well that things like addiction, alcohol, all these different things, they're also understandable in certain situations. If, if you are, are, are living rough or going through something traumatic, alcohol is an escape. Yeah. Drugs yeah, are an escape. It, yeah. And it's an understandable escape. Yeah. It's, you, in, in, in many ways, and this isn't to advocate it, <laughs> it, it anyway, but in many ways I'm sure there's people that for a certain period they wouldn't get through what they're going through mm-hmm. without some, some kind of numbing or some kind of yeah. escape. And then when you're at that point, start to pull yourself out of it, then that's when it's, it's, it's a battle. But mm-hmm. again, it's that thing of a feeling in any way that you could write someone off. Cause well, no, they've, they, they keep going back to alcohol. It's like, well, have what? a look at why, yeah. have a look at the reasons and look at the root could you causes. Not? Well, yeah. that's right. So it's to take five minutes out of your time to speak to somebody. That's big mm-hmm. yeah. for, for somebody who's homeless or using and not, not even had a conversation. Maybe for weeks mm-hmm. and then for someone yeah. to stop and, uh, and chat to with five minutes it's a big thing yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah you can see because i do that on a daily they basis they, they yeah. feel as though they care you definitely know? you can see in their their eyes and it's as if it's the first time anyone has spoken to them yeah. in yeah. such a long time and it break it breaks my heart when that happens because all i've done is say you're right mate do you know about mustard tree yeah you know do you know about the booth center yeah. do you know where you can get food and it, you can you can see how much it means to them, and yeah. if only more people did that and were compassionate. Yeah. But people, I think, are scared. Yeah. Um, and I'm I'm kind of like, what are you scared of? And they say, well, what they might might do to me. I'm not sure yeah. if they think they're going to attack them. Yeah. They, yeah. But that's I mean, I've been when I was younger. I'm I'm from London originally, yeah. and me and my mum and dad used to make really big vats of curry, and we yeah. used to go down to the Thames. I used to sit in the back of uh, the Volvo and my yeah. parents on either side of me and I would hand out curry to Amazing. rough sleepers. Yeah. And we did this for a good few months. So I've been around and my mum used to volunteer for Centrepoint. So I've kind of grown up with this. Yeah. And never in my 32 years have I felt scared yeah. of a rough sleeper. Yeah, um, nothing has ever happened. Nothing negative has ever happened mm. to me. No. I'm sometimes more scared of walking down the street on was, my own. I was going to say, I've, I've felt more intimidated in pubs and clubs yes, yeah. than, yeah. than I have with people I've spoken yeah. to on, 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 the, on street. the street. So it's, again, it's, it's not to say that everyone's a lovable rogue no, and so no. on and so forth, but it's the same with anyone. Yeah. It's the same whether you're on the street or not on the street. There are going to be some horrible people yeah, out there that are, that when are dangerous. To a that's in general. That's yeah. a stranger. That, yeah, exactly. That's, I think that's the key point there of use the same caution you would with any stranger. Exactly. Not just because it's a homeless person no. or not a homeless person. It's, anyone you'd have a level of caution of yeah use your common sense and just just kind of assess the situation so you know if if that person seems that you've got a gut feeling then of course yeah you're not going to talk to them but like i said i've i've never felt scared to approach a a rough sleeper i've always done that and i've always had nothing but um kindness shown back at me and this is what i try to talk to people about when kind of go out and talk about mustard tree and, and homelessness give people the chance yeah give them some dignity back because imagine if it was you or your mum or your daughter or your son there you yeah. wouldn't want someone to do that to them so why would you why would you do that as well completely yeah and it, so the spreading of information mm-hmm. is an interesting one i want to kind of i've uh, 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 talked to, to, to you about that actually because it, it took you a while to get referred to mustard tree yeah 
how is the spreading of information when you're in that situation of knowing where you should go or what you need to do or what, oh, what help you can get? Yeah, it's big. Um, yeah. I wouldn't have known for myself, really. Like I said, I had um, a bad time with my doctor because he wouldn't give me painkillers because I've got an, a, an addictive personality. So um, I was, like, talking to a brick wall and it was only through people who was living on the streets with, really, at the time. That um, it was then what was saying we should go here. It's like the booth center. We used to go to the booth center in the morning for yeah. a cup of tea. And it's only it was only f- through word of mouth. And there's a lot of people out there who don't know about these. And that's these, the key, these, isn't it? It's, yes. it's, it's fascinating. I was talking to the guys who do a thing called haircuts for the homeless, and they do it all, all, all around the country. And one of the things that hadn't occurred to me, where they were like, "Oh, it's on the same day of every month." Yeah, because we can't put our schedules up on Facebook no. and expect people to know. It's like the, the people that need us need to know, oh, on the first Tuesday at, at the Salvation Army, you can go have a haircut, have a cup of tea, yeah. have all this kind of... Is, is that word, is that that knowledge and that being able to spread that knowledge and not be a case of, oh, it's the first Thursday and then you go there and it's not, it's next... Do you know what I mean? It's, yeah, it's, it's that regularity and having yeah, that solid yeah, information, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah, we have um, a soup run that we run every Friday evening. Yeah. So again, I go back to when we started in 94 by giving um, a Ross Leaper food. Yeah. So we've done that for years. Yeah. So every Friday evening here at so we've got three bases, mm. um, one in Anne Coates in central Manchester, one in Eccles and one in Little Holton. Um, and we run our soup run from our Anne Coates base. Yeah. So that's every Friday evening, mm. kind of been without fail for 10 years. Um, and that's where we invite Ross Leapers, but not even just Ross Leapers, people that are not able to get their hands on food so we've yeah. got people that's, again that's the absolute key bit is you you'd get this weird you uh, don't delusion this of who's going to exploit so you can't, yeah. Yeah, it's because of our media and our our, our big in, our, our, our fear-mongering of of of, of um of benefits cheats and stuff like that <sighs> the fact is if someone is help. is queuing up to get food they need that food so yeah. they're exactly. to that food there's a reason no one's Going like oh, I've got loads of money, but I'll queue up in the cold for an hour to get this or that. Do you yeah. know what I mean? It, it, it's not like that. Pe- pe- people who need help—that's what the services are there for, right? Exactly. It's not a case of well, I need to check your your level of yeah. Of, no. of, of, of yeah. We don't have a checklist, so yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, definitely not. And I mean, we've seen a massive increase in the amount of people that use the soup run. Um, so about three and a half years ago. That's 60 people every Friday. Yeah. Now we've got averaging 120. Wow. Yeah, That's massive amazing. amount. And so from there, our, our soup run is coordinated purely by um, volunteers. Yeah. Um, so they have uh, soup run leaders and probably a pool of about 45, 50 really yeah. dedicated volunteers. They give their Friday evenings up to come and cook um, a three-course meal hot meal, wow. veggie option as well, um, and something nutritious. Um, and the whole point of that is to, you said before about sitting down and eating with someone. Yeah. There is something to be said about breaking bread with people mm-hmm. because that's when you're all on the same playing field yeah. and everyone needs to eat. Everyone needs yeah. to feel nourished. And when you sit down and you have lunch with someone, have dinner, you look at them in the eye and you talk about what's going on with them. There's something so... I'd say beautiful about that Absolutely. and, and people share it, it. It's important. It's an important situation because you've all got what you need at that point. Yes. Yeah. So it's not a case of looking over them and going, Oh, they've got, yeah, I yeah. want that. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's a thing of, right. You've all, you're all hungry. You, you, you've all got food. You don't know uh, where this person's going after or where that person's going after. Cause you're all in one room yeah. Yeah. and that's kind of, 
it puts you all on a level. And it there's, does. there's not that rivalry or, j- or jealousy. There's an openness, no. I guess. And then you're able to talk to people about that situ- the situation that they're in. Yeah. And that's where we try and um, signpost them on to coming into to Mustard Tree for further support. Yeah. So um, I was saying about the, the Freedom Project. When yeah. people come, um, get, they're referred on to that they can then get work experience within yeah. um, Mustard Tree. Great. So what we offer um, is we, we've got three community shops around Manchester. Yeah. So um, our shops are, um, anyone can shop there, but everything is at a relatively low price. Um, and it was designed for people that are on benefits mm-hmm. or on a low income. So they can um, kind of equip their home the way that I could or, yeah. or, or you could. I bet the damn st- students swoop in in, in these places. Yeah, they do. And, yeah. I mean, it's, it's vintage. So, and, I mean, I must admit, a lot of my stuff is from Mustard yeah, Tree as well. Um, I, I was walking around thinking, this is lovely. Yeah, it's, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's amazing. It's beautiful. But, we again, we don't discriminate yeah, uh, just because someone isn't on benefits. Yeah, yeah, but um, those that do register as a client can then get an extra 25% off everything on the shop floor. Yeah, so yeah. you could buy um, a sofa for... Thirty-five pounds, Brilliant, you know, yeah. three-seater leather sofa. Yeah. So we're trying to give that choice and opportunity to people that might not necessarily yeah. have it. And um, do, yeah, yeah, exactly. So yeah, people get work experience with us. Um, we've got a community shop, so they can get work experience in retail. Um, we collect and deliver um, furniture to customers and donors, so yeah. they can get work experience on the vans. Great. We've got office, office administration, facilities management, and then also our kitchen. So we, well, I say, I say we, I don't, our participants are really dedicated participants. They will cook and serve lunch to up to about 50, 60 people every day. When I arrived today, it was random and it was smelling beautiful as well. It always (laughs) is. Yeah. And again, we give a vegetarian option. Um, if people, there's some people that, um, are vegan as well. So we'll, we'll try and cater for that if we can. Um, and Everything that we make is um, used through donations from people. Yeah. So we very rarely buy food. If we if we absolutely have to, we will. But we we're very lucky because the I'd say Manchester is. I think UK the UK as a whole is a very giving country. When 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 people are in need, Manchester specifically, I would say people have got a very socially aware and very socially yeah, conscious 100%. here, and um, you can see the amount of people and businesses that want to help. So, yeah, in terms of donations, we get food donations um, in daily, but we always we always need more because yeah. we always need to feed more people. And that's the key. It, it can be a, a balance of help from the public, in mm-hmm. donation-wise or volunteers-wise, yep. but also from businesses. Mm-hmm. The, the sponsor of the podcast is, is Lisa Mattresses, who have donated... They've donated to, to us. To, to yeah. 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 Done, I think, 48 mattresses, and they've got this whole thing of every time they sell 10... They donate, they donate one, one to, to yep, a, a they, different well, yeah. a, a homeless shelter. Yeah. They donated the sixty to us last year. Yeah, yeah, and things like that. Again, it's that it, it's the combination of the two. Because mm-hmm. the fact is, the small thing, it all it, it all, tr- all it all trickles down. What is a lot to an individual mm-hmm. isn't necessarily so much to a company. No, and so on and and so forth. It 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 can be all that. Yeah, it can work all the way th- through on that. So it can all. Yeah, come together and yeah, help there. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. Um, Andy, uh, can we get back to, to your story a bit? Because where yeah. we kind of left there was still kind of at, at your lowest, I guess, because you've kind of got accommodation, but then you've, you've just been referenced to or been told about Mustard Tree, right? Yeah, um, I come to the Mustard Tree. Um, I had my me, me interview. Yeah. Um, 
and I still wasn't sure if I wanted it. And I went along with it because ADS wanted me to. Um, And the first week I come, I I come over twice and I seen what it was about. And he said, you can either stay on the shop floor or you can go out in the van. And I I went out with Aidan and um, I was in ADS with Aidan anyway. So I knew someone. So I had a bit of a connection with somebody. And um, yeah, I used to, I was only supposed to come a couple of times a week and I come five days a week, Monday to Friday. Uh, I loved it. I loved going out. Um, I got a big thing by seeing smiles on people's faces when you was taking things around. People who yeah. never had nothing. Yeah. Um, people who have come to this country from another country with nothing. Um, got going into houses and they had nothing in their house and we were dropping the furniture off. And to see them being happy, it was a big thing for me. You know? Yeah, it's um, amazing. And I still do it now. I'm not supposed to at work where we have sandwiches what run out tomorrow um, when we had all the homeless guys in Piccadilly because yeah. I work at Piccadilly train station yeah. um, in the tents. Um, I was going over with bags and bags of sandwiches, me and one of the girls from work, and just giving them out. Yeah. And like you say, people have not eaten for a few days, and to see that, yeah, guys, you know, and it was big for me, like, because I've been there, I've done that. Yeah. Um, Did so. it make a difference having, because one of the things that struck me here, and, and I want to talk about the kind of art mm-hmm. area and things like that, is that a lot of the people here have, have been through that, that same thing. And, and when you're in that situation, you're going to have, you're going to be pushed to certain groups that, Everyone helping is, is, is a positive thing, but I yeah. completely understand that if you're in that situation, if it feels like some middle-class dick kind of patting you on the head and going, yeah. here you go, have a yeah. cup of tea, yeah. we'll sort you out, have a fiver in your pocket, then you just feel, I'm here to get to sign off on what I need to do and then you can fuck off. Kind of, do you know yeah. what I mean? So, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Whereas if even if you if you were initially kind of pressured to come here or come in here just to tick that box, yeah. was that something that made it more engaging? was like, oh, actually, um, this is people I've... Well, connect with and- it wasn't what I expected. Um, I was expecting like what you've just said, you know, yeah. like it was, it, it was like just again, tick it off. To, and- that's not to have a go at that. It, no, it's not at all. And all help, yeah, but I, I can also come in from kind of a South London and a, a working class kind of upbringing. I, I have a natural um, turn my nose up at, 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 at when someone more posh or upper class is, yeah. is, is, I always think, oh, you're, you're, you're essentially doing this to, to feel good tomorrow. You're having a nice little, you're doing your, your, your little thing. But again, that's all helps and valid, but yeah. it might not connect with you to pull you through that bit further. No. Um, at first, like I say, I thought I was just getting, you know, yeah, I'll, I'll go and see what it's about. Um, yeah. I, I, and when I did come, you can feel the atmosphere as soon as you come in anyway. Yeah. Everybody makes you feel welcome. And it's not, um, they're not trying to score points or, and that's, I didn't feel like that. Yeah. Um, everybody wanted to talk to you and, ask who you was and what your name was. You felt a part of the place. Um, when I first come here, I wouldn't speak to nobody, would I? Um, <laughs> I was really quiet. Uh, I always wore baseball caps, didn't want to look anybody in the eye. Yeah. Um, I had no confidence. And over the weeks I was here, it gave me confidence. Now, my interview with Jez, he said, oh, it'll take about 20 minutes. I was there for about two hours with him. Yeah. Um, and he was asking me all kinds of questions, you know, and what do I like, um, you know, like sport. And um, I told him, virtually my life story yeah. uh, and we seem to have hit it off straight away um, and then I said right I'll come down tomorrow I didn't come down the day after um, I come down a couple of days after and then yes I didn't stay away yeah it just give me uh, it, it give me something to get out of bed for yeah, it stopped fantastic. me yeah it stopped me from going back out on the street I was still drinking but I didn't drink while I was coming here because I got that drummed into my head from Jez you know you, you smell of alcohol and you're going home um, and I never yeah, that's great. so it, it did stop me yeah, uh, so, so yeah. you kind of uh, uh, worked on, on on deliveries 
yeah initially right and did that is that kind of just good training for for getting back into the workplace for getting uh, back into that mentality yeah of, of, it, every day yeah it gives you something uh, gives you a bit of pride really yeah um, to to get back into the system to get you working um to get you out of bed um yeah. i used to walk down to the muscle tree um go out delivering up flights of stairs getting couches stuck on stairs <laughs> But it was good. I enjoyed it, um, and it, I've always wanted to work. I have worked in the past, even um, twenty years ago, um, when I still was using drugs. But I'd lose jobs. This is the yeah. longest job I've ever had in life. I've been there four yeah. years. So, um, and you become a supervisor as well. I'm a supervisor now. Yeah. yeah so, um, fantastic. Yeah. So where is it? You're a supervisor. What is it? Um, I, I, w- I was working for Skytrack, but Skytrack went to the liquidation. Right. Um, and the firm who's took over is Rail Gourmet. And they've took me straight on. So, and they made me supervisor. So, and I'm going for, um, it's a floor manager job now. Um, amazing. Yeah. So, fingers crossed I've pointed mm. for that. I reckon I've got it like, but and, I hope so. Yeah. I remember when Anthony got, got the job. So, it was, yeah, it was four years ago. Four years, yeah. the 12th of December. Yeah, 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 four years ago. And we made the connection um, with First Round Pennine Express. Yeah, Anthony Belchin, wasn't yeah. it? Yes, yeah. yeah. And um, they wanted to hire a, 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 kind of a mass hiring. So we had a look at, looked at our freedom participants, had a chat with kind of the, the most hardworking and, and said, there's this opportunity, do you want to go for it? Yeah. Um, recommended um, Anthony. Yeah. Went for it. A full day of interviews, um, presentations, all that kind of stuff. And he phoned us a couple of days later, couple of days later and said that he was successful. And four years on, he's he's still there. I remember him coming in to tell me yeah. and I could I had like tears in my eyes. Yeah. I thought, I've seen when you came to us, just him not looking at us in the eye, looking down, yeah. being kind of scared to talk to me, yeah. all of a sudden kind of changing and changing and changing. I think it's, it's trust it's, that as well because yeah. it's hard to trust people when, when you're in addiction as yeah. well. And to build a trust with people, and I did with the muscle tree and the people who worked here. So that gives that's me... It's, it's, it's not just about an opportunity it's about an opportunity at the right time as yeah. well because if you'd got that opportunity four years earlier yeah five years earlier it probably wouldn't have worked out it wouldn't have stuck it. there so it's that time in, in in getting to that level and then are you, are you guys having the the wearable to go right this is you're ready yeah, for it now for let's you. go yeah yeah. For you. yeah um so what can you, can you talk a little bit about uh, we're in the art area mm-hmm. earlier and again it's it's, it's 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 another thing that's fantastic. It's giving people a way to express, and you've got um, seemingly a great teacher in there. There's some amazing art on the walls. Yeah. So, so can you yeah can you, you tell me a little, yeah, a little yeah, bit of about course. that? Um, yeah, alongside all the work experience that we we provide, we also offer a range of services. So yeah. um, some are very practical based, some are kind of um, therapeutic. Um, so we have oh, our we're in the music. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. At the moment, so music yeah, of course. So we've got yeah, our creative work programs um, area. So Graham Hudson, he's our creative programs manager, and he heads that up. So under that umbrella, we run every week um, art classes, um, drama workshops, um, music production. So you said we're in we're in the music studio. Yeah. So we um, teach people how to produce music. Um, we also have digital storytelling that we've just set up. Oh, wow. um, in the past, we've had creative writing. Um, so a range of services that we yeah. offer. So about four and a half years ago, maybe five now, um, we were able to secure funding from Comic Relief yeah. because we could show a direct correlation between those that access the arts and their confidence and motivation increasing. Yeah. So 
the, the, the whole point of the art classes and the drama workshops are not for people to become an amazing artist, which they have done though. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's really to create a safe place for people to come and be creative. Yeah. So I often talk about our art classes kind of stealth counseling sessions. Yeah, so we've got what five, six, seven people in a room that may or may have not had the kind of similar experiences, but have all gone, gone through something quite difficult and challenging. Mm-hmm. They're there, they're being creative, they're drawing, they are sharing with each other. And over the course of six, eight weeks, you can see a complete shift in in their attitude. And um, I remember one person, um, I don't want to say their name because, yeah, but she started many years ago. She was angry, really, really angry. And knowing her past, you can understand why. Um, And she was forever kind of just annoying people upsetting people we'd have lots of other participants kind of complaining about her and she wasn't very very liked um at mustard tree um we supported her we kind of kept kind of giving her more and more um support and trying to get her in different um services so we said why don't you start coming to the art class and she said oh i'm shit at art i can't do that and it's like okay that's not that's not the point Mm. it's it's just about participating and getting involved don't worry about what you're like, just come. So she was like, okay, okay, I'll come. She attended and actually she ended up being an amazing artist. She started drawing and even she was surprised at what was coming out on that paper because she had never done it before. So rather than trying something, people assume they're not good at something. Mm -hmm, So she, um, she started drawing and there was a, there was a definite um, talent in her. So we started working with her a little bit more, giving her that confidence. And then she didn't just start coming to art classes on the days that she should. She would just turn up. If there was, if it, if it was free, she'd just start drawing. Yeah. Um, over the course of a few months, we could see a difference in her attitude. Yeah. People were actually saying, God, she's, she's a lot nicer now. She, <laughs> she's kinder. Yeah. She's got more compassion. And you could, there, there was that, that clear changing her. Yeah. We then had an art exhibition that was a national art exhibition. And she was asked to exhibit nationally. Oh, wow. And, when we spoke to her about that, she could not believe it because she yeah. was like, "Are you sure, sir? I don't, I don't think that that's me." It's like, "No, no, this is you. You, you are. You've got a talent, yeah. and we want to showcase that's that." Amazing, so yeah. we had one um, here at a, at a different venue, and we showcased her art. And she was talking to people that she would never have spoken to, and that boosted her confidence. Yeah. And then she came back to Mustard Tree, started um, volunteering in the kitchen which is a very stressful environment. Kitchens generally yeah, are very yeah, stressful. Yeah, yeah, and um, we, were, we were a bit worried that she might not be able to handle it, yeah. but actually she handled it really well. Yeah. And when she left, um, she, I think she moved into kind of part-time employment. And that's not something that I mean, she thought that she would be able to get yeah. to. So from someone that was angry at everyone at everything and was just not very nice. And assuming then, that she can't do any of these Yeah, and thinking the, that she's the, not good the, at anything. The default of, no, I'm, I'm not good at that. It's, well, have you tried that? And and again, I think it's something that I think more people in every as, as, as situation sh- as should be told, it's fine to feel you can't can't do anything, but give me three reasons why you yeah. can. Yeah, yeah. Try. You can, then that's fine. If yeah. you're saying I can't be an astronaut because yeah. I've not done... Eight years astronomical yeah. training. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, Fair enough. Yeah. There you go. You, yeah. you, you're right. If you're saying I can't be an artist, well, what, Why? what proof have you yeah. got of that? Yes. Because I'm crap. That's Let's not an answer. Yeah. 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 And so, and that's just one of many, just like Anthony, yeah. just like 
Graham. So he came through the Freedom Project about seven years ago, mm-hmm. um, kind of in and out of prison for about 15 years, yeah. had some hefty um, sentences under, under his belt. Um, when he left prison the last time, he became homeless um, right. and probably for about six months or so and was in a really bad, bad way. Kind of, there was a lot of drinking got involved in depression as well. Yeah. Um, kind of very similar to, to Anthony. He was referred to um, a hostel at the time. Yeah. He came to Mustard Tree and through um, just getting involved into those day-to-day activities and getting up at eight to get into work for nine is, is a big thing for people that haven't done it for a long time or yeah. never done it. And I think it's, it's celebrating those small successes and yeah. saying, well done, Anne. You, you got in for nine. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. And and meaning that rather than it being an, an empty thank you. It's knowing that you can do it. Yeah. It's, 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 it's the whole thing that people often say that if you're getting a degree or something, it doesn't really matter what you're getting the degree in. Part of it is the fact that you know that you can start it and finish yeah. it. Exactly. And it's similar in this. It's if, if, if you're working, it's not necessarily important initially what job you're doing. Mm-hmm. It's the fact that you're turning up on time. You stay until the end. You're clocking in and you're clocking out yeah. to let you know that oh, I can, I yeah, can you, do this. You put everything into it. You put your heart into it, and and that's what I've done. Whereas before, I've never done that. Um, yeah. This time, I don't know. Like I say, I don't know if one door open, uh, one door closed, and another door open. And I just knew it was the time. It was the time for me to, yeah. to change my life, and I did. Yeah. It's amazing. It, it, again, it's seeing that rather than seeing it as I've got a job. Yeah, I'll stick here until I've yeah. got rid of. I don't my it's, it's more going. Well, uh, I I need to be. Yes. Yeah. So let's make the most of it. I'm going to be here for these hours. Yeah. It's going to go a lot slower <laughs> if, yeah. if I'm just just twiddling my thumbs. Exactly. Nothing, whereas if I just get on with it, I might enjoy it. Yeah, I, lo- I love my job. I really do. Yeah. Um, I had to. I got sent home on Saturday because I was full of flu, but I still turned up when I was told. Oh, you shouldn't have come in. I've never phoned in sick in four years. I, yeah. I love my job. I love the people who I work with. Uh, there's quite a few people who's come through the mustard tree who I work with. Yeah. yeah. Um, they come through the same way as I did. And we all work, we're like a family there and it's, it's, you know, it's, we're all connected and it's, I love it. Yeah. I just love my job. That's fantastic. I think what I love about being at mustard tree is that we don't, um, nothing's really taboo here. No. Yeah. And we are very big on talking about absolutely everything and anything. Yeah. So one of my um, kind of essay areas of interest is kind of mental health. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have a professional counselling service here at Mustard right. Tree. So if you try to get counselling on the NHS, you're looking at about a six-month wait. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if you pay, it's like 30 £35 pounds an hour, which yeah. is something that our participants just can't afford. Yeah, 100%. Um, and we know that when people come to us, whilst moving someone into employment, that might be um, really great for them. That is not going to solve all of their issues. No. And that's why yeah. we offer the counselling service because we know that people come to us with so many complex needs. Yeah. Um, and from some, for, so for myself, about yeah, six years ago, um, I went through a really tough period. And, yeah, it was, it was a breakdown. I like to say a spiritual awakening now, but it was definitely a breakdown <laughs> yeah, then. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I had to, I went to the, uh, my doctor and I said, look, I'm really struggling to cope here. Mm. Um, I'd never really been through anything like that before. And I yeah. didn't really understand what I was feeling. And he kind of it's said... It's such an undiscussed area yeah, in society. Yeah, it, it is. It's is ludicrous. People don't, people don't talk about no, it. Yeah. And so when I started, because um, I, at the time, I left um, a job that I was in for six years moved to Manchester and ended a relationship that I was in for three in the space of about three months. Mm. And I think I just couldn't cope with that amount of change yeah. at the same time. And 
I just felt like my world was, was caving in. Had a chat with my doctor and he thinks that he said, I think you're, you're suffering from uh, moderate depression. Mm. And I, whilst I was a bit like, oh, yeah, depression me yeah, ha, ha, yeah, what i'm yeah. not i'm not i don't get that but okay started researching it started talking about it and i approached a few of my friends and they were like yeah soraya i went through this as well but i didn't tell anyone and when i started talking about it to most of most yeah. people yeah everyone surprised. i spoke yeah. to had gone through that but no one shared it's, about it's it it's the thing that gets me and I've, I, I spoke to a friend recently who was saying oh i don't talk about it because you know it's it's kind of no one else is going through it. It's not just to say to them, it's like, I didn't, if I was going through it, I wouldn't have spoken to you yesterday because I didn't know that you were going through it. Exactly. So now you've, you've got out of it. But it is such an odd one because we're meant to get help and we're yep. meant to talk to people mm-hmm. and we've, humans were kind of evolved to live in villages of about 200 yeah, small, people yeah. small and, not, and not go anywhere and have these problems that are all insolvable but even in them you'd have sh- shaman or yeah, the elders your tribes, or, or yeah. whoever you'd go to for advice for guidance yeah. whereas we've now got these crazy ideas where we put people living on top of people on top of people on top of people so there's thousands or millions of people all thinking that they're going to be capable of dealing with all of the complexities of these yeah. lives without that help and guidance and yeah. It's just not not the case. It's I think ridiculous. So I it's think, an amazing service to, to have somewhere like this as well, because if you're going to a doctor, initially you might feel, oh, I feel out of place, I feel uncomfortable, I feel awkward. Whereas as somewhere like this, as weird as it is, you're going to have an awareness that a lot of people come here who have been through similar things, who have similar situations. It won't be exactly the same as mm-hmm. yours, but even that comfort in knowing that the person you're speaking to kind of knows what, Kind of knows the deal a bit. Yeah, you know, yeah. Can, exactly. can relate in some way. Yeah. You're not going in and talking to some unrelatable person. They've spoken to a lot of people who've been through similar things, so they might be able to help. And, exactly. Because that can be, I think, with things like depression or things that are tough to talk about, that can be the, the, the toughest thing. You can go to a counsellor, it doesn't click, and you think, right, that's not for me. Mm-hmm. So you need to find the right person. Yeah. But that's the ideal thing here, is it's going to be someone who's more likely to, to be able to help and relate to what you yeah. do. Yeah. And if someone doesn't want to go to the counselling service, again, they've got me to talk to, they've got yeah. other people, our staff members and volunteers. And again, I go back to lunch. When you sit down and you have lunch with people, this is where, so what I've just told you guys, yeah. Yeah. I think most people at Mustard Tree know what I what I went yeah. through, but it, yeah. it's, it was very much on a personal one-to-one yeah. session, yeah. probably sure. over lunch where I've yeah. spoken yeah. to people course, about yeah. that. And then you can see that they will come back and approach you and kind of say, so what else did you do to help yourself, Soraya? And it's like writing, reading, yeah, going yeah. to the gym, talking to people, sharing. Yeah. And it's that, it's a cliche, but a problem shared is a problem halved. Definitely. Because right. the moment you say something out loud to someone, it's like, well, okay, we can get through that. We, and, there are solutions. And as I said, it's finding that individual solution as well. I, I touched upon the, on, upon the gym area here. And it's, it's, it's something that I had. I had a period where I was hardly leaving the house at all. And I had a lot of projects on the go, but none of them were happening yet. And the fact that every day I had my, my, my mate who's, who's got a, a gym in Newcastle, every day he was sending me what exercise I had to yeah. do. It weirdly, it gave me that purpose. It gave me that thing. I was like, right, I need to get that done. So I'll get yeah. that done. And then the day will begin. Yeah. And if I didn't have that, it'd be very much, well, shall I get out of bed? Yeah. Shall what's I the, what's do the this? point? You know, what's yeah. The, 
I've not really got that image yeah. thing. So it can be as small a thing as that. Yeah, yeah definitely. definitely. It's just it's giving that choice to people that maybe they wouldn't necessarily have. Yeah. That's what we try to do. So you have, obviously, a, a lot of volunteers and a lot of support and a lot of a, a wonderful network in this area, but this is a big old building yep. and there's a, a lot going on here. So, mm-hmm. so what are the kind of costs and whatnot of, 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 of running something like this? Because yeah. it can't sadly it can't all get by on goodwill and no. hugs and, 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 and as much as we might like it yeah, yeah. lovely um, good, and yeah. no one really likes talking about money it's very no. dirty yeah. it's a bit yeah. crass and, but the, the bottom line is is that we need money to run yeah, um, so our um, outgoings are increasing year on year yeah. so last financial tax year we're looking at just under about £600,000 yeah. to run Mustard Tree yeah. and that's, that's, that was, that's going to get bigger because um, in terms of staff alone. So when I started in 2011, I was the 13th member of staff. Mm-hmm. And now it's 2017 and we've got 30. Yeah, and wow. we're set to um, employ a couple more in the next few months. Mm-hmm. And because we are increasing, um, that's going to get bigger. We need more yeah. staff to serve, to help more people. To help more people. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. Um, so costs are never going to um, reduce. They're always going to increase. Yeah. Um, also, we have quite a big uh, fundraising initiative at the moment. So, Anthony Preston, he is uh, the founder of Pets at Home. Yeah. Um, we were renting our 35,000 square foot warehouse from him in Ancoats yeah. for about eight years or so. Yeah. Um, and in 2014, he very kindly um, gifted us the building. Oh, wow. That's um, yeah, absolutely amazing. Um, so, we are landlords and yeah. we are going through um, a big refurbishment um phase at the moment Mm. so we need to raise in total uh four million pounds two and a half million of that is going to go on the refurbishment of the building Mm -hmm. the other one and a half is going to go on um improving our services um just making sure internal systems are correct and staffing yeah um so we are very nearly there we have got just under about five hundred thousand pounds to go um and we're hopefully hopefully going to be pressing pressing the green button on the refurbishment in summer of this year um but we also you know need support with that but we have to be really careful because we have got our normal outgoings plus what we have to to make so improve and get it there it's 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 an interesting one and this is (laughs) this is a weird and awkward thing to, to to broach or say, but obviously this my first time here today, yeah. and I've 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 heard amazing things about the place. I've I've seen online everything just so well put uh, put together. As I arrived, you can see it's very much uh, yeah. put together. So, yeah, you know it's, I mean? it's a warehouse. It's not freezing. that it's horrible in any way. Yeah. It's lovely and it's got yeah. amazing services. But I was in my head, I was like, this must be some plush, huge charity yeah. thing. No. And I go and it's like, right, no, this is the community kind of and the people coming together and going right. Well, that needs fixing. Well, we'll fix that, and we'll put some tarpaulin. Do you know what I mean to yeah. to keep it to as 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 high a level as possible? And the fact is, everything that deserves to be kept to a high standard. Yeah, you know? it's we, not. We, we kind of, as said earlier, how people some people will have that backwards view of quite literally beggars can't be choosers. It's like, well, no, humans are humans. Yeah, and they deserve the best. Yeah, and exactly. We, you know, the, the building. While structurally it's sound, it was never built to be used in the way that which we're using it. Yeah. We've done really well, um, but it's you, well, you can see, obviously the audience can't, but yeah. um, there are buckets in places because yeah. the, the building leaks. Um, yeah. We can't use our basement. So 
slowly mustard tree is getting bigger but our building is getting smaller so and we've had some people kind of say i can't believe you're going to spend so much money on on the building it's a bit of a vanity project and it's like it is not a vanity project when you come here we know just to give context we are in a room that we've been trying to heat for four hours (laughs) and we're kind of huddling around this heater one heater in the middle yeah and we and i my hands are freezing and this is a daily struggle often on podcasts we kind of say look we need to turn off any appliances in case there's any hum or digital hum. Uh, they didn't even come up to that. Like, no, we're keeping this heater on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's freezing. Coming. And, I mean, and that's, it's because it's such a big building. And, and it that's was, it. That's why I, I kind of wanted to bring out that it's not some, oh, we need, our, our paintwork is out of, of fashion this no. month. It's like, no, it's, 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 it's holding together. It's a providing amazing service, but it needs to be brought up to... It needs to be warm. ...a level. But you know? so, figures like... A six hundred thousand a year and four, and four million, all very scary and 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 intimidating. So when we were discussing over email, um, and again I said I mentioned that, that that Holly and her friends who slept rough over over Christmas um, did a night of, of sleeping rough yep. to, to raise money. Um, you gave a breakdown of what the five k raised would. Oh, would, I did. Yes, yeah. Would word fund and get. So I think that's a really good way to make it it, it relate tangible as, as yeah, well. So yeah. I want to kind of I break that down. So. A one thousand two hundred and fifty um, allows you to provide one thousand eight hundred and thirteen food parcels um, to people experiencing acute food poverty for over over six months. A thousand pounds will enable you to coordinate uh, your soup run for four months, feeding sixteen hundred people. Yeah. So again, for four months, again, like when you emailed it, half it I looked at was <laughs> that will feed that many people, and then you realise, oh, for six months, and that will be four. So. Another grand will pay for one person to, uh, to access your twenty-week work readiness and, and life skills program, and which Free. is the Freedom Project, yep. which we've discussed. Um, another thousand pounds will allow you to provide a full course of counselling for f- four Freedom Project participants, and the remaining uh, seven hundred and fifty there pays for travel to and from Mustard Tree for s- s- sixty Freedom Project participants during their time with you. So again, that's a massive amount that a reasonably small amount will do. And again, people often, uh, again, as you said, talking about money is, can be a dirty word. It can be an awkward thing, but the fact is this podcast, and I'm I'm putting the guilt on the listeners now because it's, because I'm allowed to as the host. I know you guys wouldn't, but the fact is we'll get on the first day. It's always at least 15,000 listeners. If they gave a pound each, literally a pound each, Mm -hmm. then that's, three times of everything that we've just mentioned there. Yeah. And that's literally a pound. And the fact is you, you have a thing come up and say an app on your phone's out of date and it's a pound to regenerate and you'll do it. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So it's, it's that simple thing. So where can people contribute and donate and what's the, what's the basis for that? Is it the website? Or? Yeah. Best thing is to go to uh, mustardtree.org.uk, yeah. um, go to donate and you can either do it by text. You can either set up a standing order um, direct debit you can um, do it online yeah. there are lots of ways to suit different people yeah. and we yeah if you can afford two pounds five pounds a thousand pounds whatever you can give and yeah. especially if it's a regular donation whilst one-off donations are great yeah. doesn't really allow us to plan for the future yeah and we need to be smarter i think i think the, the, this sector has changed quite a lot in about in the last five years and people are becoming um smarter in 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 terms of what we're doing, becoming more efficient. Yeah. And I think that's because 
I said back in when I was younger, we used to just give um, food to people on the Thames and that was fine. But now we need to, as well as giving that handout, we need to we need to train people. We need to upskill people. Yeah. We need to look at, like you said, the reasons yeah. why people are becoming homeless and why there's an addiction yeah. rather than just putting a plaster over it. Yeah. Because that is not going to solve any issue. And the fact is, the beauty of, of seeing what works here is it, it can all start to feed itself as well. Because the fact is, a lot of people who work here and help here have come have been helped by you. Yeah. So that's kind of the, the view. If you're doing more than just saying, here's, here's today's food, here's to, 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 to make that hunger go away for, for six more hours, mm-hmm. it's, it, it then means that in a year that they could potentially be the one go, going out and going, I go. can help you. Yeah. yeah. You know, so yeah. It's, it's yeah just give it back in it. And I think with them, um, in terms of our staff, we've got yeah, we 30 members of staff. And I think now seven of our staff members came through the Freedom Project. Yeah, yeah. So what we also do is rather than kind of preaching to everyone out there, employ our Freedom participants, we also practice what we preach yeah, and yeah. we employ them because we can see that they have got so much to give to people yeah. and they deserve a chance. Yeah, yeah, and completely. But it's even, you know, for myself, I've never suffered from homelessness or an addiction, but, yeah, mental health issues and, and going through that depression. And I have moments where I, I can get a bit lower but I know that I have a great support network with yeah. my friends and my family and I come into work and I sit there and I do my day-to-day job and I'm trying I'm raising x amount of money through my corporates but then I'm I turn around to my team and we talk about the universe and about God and about yeah. love and life and we can have those deep conversations that I don't think I'd get in other places necessarily yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's for me anyway it's an absolutely beautiful thing to be part of and i just i don't think much you realize how much it's done for me yeah that's awesome Um, and i know how much i've put into it but it's just it's 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 hard to explain yeah Yeah. it's hard to put into words sometimes yeah there's no word for it no it's just we are a big family yeah um who care about who care about people deeply yeah and we want to just do the right thing yeah, I'd recommend as uh, as well the YouTube video that yeah. I saw that in that had on the end. Yeah, as well yeah. as, as the one you tugged at the heartstrings the most. That got me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was, I was, yeah. Um, I'd recommend that people watch that. Yeah, and, and have that's on our that. website as well. Yeah. That's on yeah. the yeah. Um, at the end of these pods, I record these interviews and then I go away and I record an outro. And the outro is always just doing housekeeping of asking people to subscribe of telling people what podcasts to come. The length, like I said, it's the always boring. The outro is always boring, and you've got enough time there to go on Mustard Tree and set up either a one-off donation or yeah. a, a direct debit and regular thing. So, again, I'll put that challenge out to people yeah, that before this podcast please. finishes, um, you, you can have that set up and good to go. Well, <laughs> I'll round out there, and thank you very much for thank coming you. and telling this, or, or for telling no, a, not a story, Anthony, and for everything that's that's ahead and, and, and for telling us all about this, yeah, this amazing organisation. Thank you for giving us yeah, this yeah. opportunity, Pip. It's, yeah, it's um, really pleased for it. So thank you. Yeah. Thank you very much. Cheers. Thanks a lot. Thank nice you. Time. You've been listening to Squibbish Pips. 
discretion, Right, that was part one of the podcast. I hope you enjoyed it, and I hope you either have already downloaded or are about to download part two, because we ain't done yet. Um, in part two, I'll be talking um, to Stuart Roberts, um, the the a guy who started up Haircuts for Homeless and has taken it all around the country and to America and done it all over the place. Um, it's a fantastic organisation and he's got some great stories and a great outlook. I think you're going to really enjoy it. Um, it's 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 one of the rare charities I've ever heard of that doesn't actually need tons of of donation and, and money. Really, it's quite a an easy to sustain organisation because all they need to to really provide is. All, all they need is is volunteers and 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 the tools and means to to provide this service. So it's a great one. Um, so yeah, on to part two. Um, I'm going to end this podcast by again saying a big thanks to our sponsor, Lisa.co.uk. That's Lisa Mattresses. Um, as as mentioned, they donate one mattress for every 10 sold to to homeless charities and to help the homeless um including a mustard tree who we're discussing as one part of this two-parter um and they've donated all around the country and in america they also i mean they do other things as as well they've got their one earth campaign which they they've teamed up with the arbor day foundation and they plant a tree for every every mattress Sold the Arbor Day Foundation, a non-profit organisation that aims to make the the world a safer and cleaner place uh, by planting more trees. Yeah, and they do that f- for one of every mattress sold. So again, big thanks to Lisa Mattresses for supporting the podcast. If you want to get yourself a Lisa mattress, then head to lisa.co.uk, l-e-e-s-a.co.uk, slash distraction pieces, and use the code distraction80 to get £80 off. Um, but even if you're not in the market, for a mattress at the moment, I recommend you head to their our website and have a look at their one ten campaign with their their donations, and have a look at their their one earth campaign, and have a look at their their uh, the Lisa Legacy Award and all the other things that they're doing as a company, as well as supporting the Distraction Pieces podcast. <laughs>